Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. In this episode, you're going to hear from Lori, who works at Austin Ridge Bible Church. She is such a breath of fresh air, as you will hear as you listen. I've loved watching how her strengths are impacting others, me included, as she teaches others with clarity about the heart of God for others and the hope that we can find as we read and study the scriptures. There are so many things I love about our conversation that I hope will encourage you too. First, I think that she is like most of us. When she took her first assessment of the Clifton Strengths Assessment, she thought, oh, I wish I had some of those other strengths instead of mine. And second, you're going to hear how, how she's been understanding her strengths coming together and that it's making her more effective in embracing her strengths and not longing for the strengths that she sees in other people. Third, I love how she's helps us all to understand how the strategic people think and tackle problems in their life. They always have the end in mind, and it helps her to know where something is heading before she jumps in or plans whatever the task is. She senses God's pleasure and joy as she's able to use her strengths to bring clarity and vision to what she's doing. If you'd like to learn more about you and your strengths, I would love to connect with you about it. You can reach out to me at barbaracolwell.com. And as always, if you're encouraged by this episode, please leave a review, like it, and share it. That helps other people to hear about the podcast too. Enjoy our conversation. I'm excited for you to hear from my guest today, Lori Winkumplek. Is that how you say it? That's how you say it. It's long and scary, isn't it? It is. Oh, I know. My husband laughs at your last name and I don't think he would get it right, but I'm so glad to have you here today, Lori. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Barbara. We've been trying to do this for a while now. I know. I know. I remember I was eager to record you for my 50th, no, 50th episode or my one year episode or something like that. One one milestone a while ago. But it's great <laughs> to have you today. And um, I'd love you to introduce yourself, who you are, where you live and what you do. Well, my name is Lori Winkumplek, as we just established. It's long and scary <laughs> last name. Um, and I live in Austin and I do a lot of things. I, I always bristle at this question because I don't do any one thing and I do a lot of little things. And so when I, sometimes I feel like if I start listing off, it just makes me really uncomfortable because uh-huh. um, it's just one of those things like I, I really love to dabble a little bit everywhere. I am on staff at Austin Ridge Bible Church as of pretty recently, but forever, for a long time, I've worked in different ministry capacities just as a layperson, just my service to the church. I love the church. I'm kind of on a kind of one of those people who would really like to be a part of redeeming how people feel about the church, not me personally, Um, but just Mm -hmm. just as a movement. There's been you know some damage out there, and it breaks my heart. And I just have a heart to come around people and say, 
it's not the church. You might have had a bad experience with someone in the church, but the right. church is still an amazing place. So I do some teaching. I do take part in a podcast that Austin Ridge puts on called the Equip Roundtable Podcast. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. So nothing, no big one label, which is why that question sometimes makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have loved just over the years, just the different ways our paths have crossed and just been blessed by you. And as you teach in various classes or equipping things that I've been a part of, and even as you lead worship at church, it's just such a joy to watch you and just see you. I, as I see it, see you using your strengths and gifts and abilities <laughs> for God's glory. And so that's why I wanted to talk to you about that. Well, I appreciate that. Sometimes people, I, for whatever reason, my strengths, God's giftedness to me uh, is a lot of sort of out front gifts, teaching and leading worship and writing and doing all of those things. And so people always assume like that I have it all together and that I'm doing all these amazing things. And I always want to say, Hey, look, I'm only good with a microphone in my hand. I'm a mess in every other way possible. Oh. <laughs> well, well, it'll be fun to kind of unpack those a little bit. I'd love for you to tell what your top five Clifton strengths are and just kind of kind of how you came to learn about them and some insights you've been having with about them over the years. Yeah, absolutely. So my strengths are strategic, relator, activator, input, and ideation. And um, I first really became aware of this not too long ago, probably two years ago, when actually my, my podcasting partners, um, Joy Ryder and Jeff Moore, we actually did this. We went through this to kind of see where our similarities are, where our strengths and weaknesses are, so that as we work together as an equip ministry team, so that we kind of knew when to stop being frustrated with each other. And uh -huh. <laughs> um, not that we were, but it is really interesting when you're working very closely with a tight knit group just how important it is to have sort of some of this language where I'm, I can say like, oh, that's my strategic coming out or that's my, that's my input, like needing to, to gather all this information and, and they can say the same about some of their strengths. So that's, that's really how this started for me. Yeah. It's fun to, as I've talked to different people, like everyone obviously is on a different journey of their knowledge about it, but I love that, like you said that, because I think with people we live with, we work with, even people we just know, it's just so insightful to to know who they are and how they're wired. And I hope it gives us more compassion and patience and but even excitement as like thinking about the y'all working together on amazing things you do to to capitalize on those different strengths. Yeah, it's so important and it makes it it actually makes us laugh a little bit. It gives us a a common vocabulary so that you're not like, oh, you're doing that thing again or hey, why yeah. don't you do this because that's in your strengths. It really helps us to divvy up sort of jobs and roles and yeah. also to laugh at each other when we're being crazy and you know, not using our strength well. <laughs> right. Well, tell me kind of like what you what you've learned as you got your results and kind of how you see those playing out in your life or any questions you might have about them. Okay. So 
first of all, please stop me. Interrupt me if I say something that you're like, ooh, you saw that that way, but that's probably not right. I want to learn from you as we're doing this. But when I first got my results, first of all, I was alarmed that I had no mobilize. I have no purple. And so I thought, oh my goodness, what that means is I'm never going to get anything done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm never going to encourage anyone. I'm never going to influence anyone. I really wanted to have woo. I really wanted to. (laughs) I think everybody does. (laughs) I know, right? Like I wanted to have it and I thought I had it. And so I had a moment where I was like, wow, I'm not woo and I'm not positive. I'm not any of the things that make people (laughs) like you. Well, I don't have those either. I don't have those ones either. And so I got, I was kind of sad about that, to be real honest with you. If you had made me predict, you know, what I thought I would be, I thought I would be, you know, developer and command and all of those kind of things. And I, and I just wasn't. And so it was really interesting to sort of look at to look at my strengths and to see it's not that I don't impact people it's that I've got to I've got to realize my best ways to impact people based on the strengths that I have I don't necessarily naturally in my strength have that woo positivity but my strengths coming together make me effective and I need to appreciate that and not long for something else <laughs> right which of your strengths do you feel like, I mean, I'm sure you see all of them in motion every day in one way or another, but is there any of them that you think really drives just you and the things you think about and that you do a lot? I, I think so. I think that strategic really does, it drives the way I think about things. It drives the way I plan for things. I saw something when I was reading about my strengths that said that people who, who strategic really drives them, they always have to have the end in mind. Mm -hmm. And that is so true for me. I have a really hard time sort of understanding why we're doing something. If I don't know where the end goal is, if I don't know where it's headed. And so even like on a, on a negative flip side, I find myself, you know, sitting in a meeting or you know being in a situation with my daughter and thinking like this is a waste of time because i don't know what this person's end goal is and that's not necessarily true and i will have to catch myself and say oh no wait lori you can't judge the effectiveness of what they're doing just cuz you don't know the end goal uh-huh. cuz that really that really drives who i am is knowing that end end goal and i think that's the kind of the writer and teacher and you know curriculum person in me is that I know good curriculum. I know effective teaching comes from knowing where you want people to be and then being able to back it up, being able to go backwards and say, these are the places I need to lead someone. And so, you know, in my professional life and also in my personal life, knowing that end goal is so important to me. It's definitely the driver. Well, like say Let's take your equip class that you're teaching mm-hmm. right now. What mm-hmm. what would you say the end goal for that is and how has that helped you navigate as you planned and studied and put it all together? Yeah. So um, first of all, it just started with, okay, so this is going to be my input coming alongside of my strategic. Mm-hmm. So it started with, you know, the goal of the class was, is 
to help people to help people know where they are in the scriptures. So if you get dropped down in the book of first Samuel, or you get dropped down in the book of Habakkuk or the book of John, where can you orient yourself? Like I I think of it as, you know, you're, you're parachuting out somewhere. You have Mm -hmm. to understand your surroundings in order to be effective, whether, you know, at whatever job you have, if your job is to, you know, go and take photographs of lions in the savannah in a place that you couldn't get to by foot, or if you're a Navy SEAL and you're, you know, whatever your job is, mm-hmm. when you're parachuted down into something, you have to know your surroundings. And so that's one of the, the main goals of the story of scripture class is if you're parachuted down into a book of the Bible, to be effective, you have to know where you are. And then the other half sort of of the class is just to help people to understand that the Bible is really just one big story. And it and I, I love for people to start to see the themes and the threads that hold that big story together, even though it's a book written by, you know, 40 different authors over, you know, 2000 years. So it for me, I cannot figure out how to structure eight weeks of curriculum if I don't understand that's the that's the picture. one big goal. Yeah. And then the input comes along where I try to figure out, well, what books, what requisite texts are we going to use besides the Bible, of course, to, to assign for homework and to do all of those things. So then I read, you know, 40 books trying to figure out which one I, which ones I think are going to come together to, to accomplish those two goals. I know like for all of us, when we sit somewhere and listen to someone teach, like as you're teaching, it's easy to just think, oh, wow, that makes so much sense. And But I love just getting a little glimpse of the backstory of, yeah, there's a ton of work that you've put into those, the classes that you're, you're teaching. And um, it's, there is, it's such a there, vis- visual of like what your strengths in action. I love that. <laughs> there is. There's a lot of work that goes into it. But at the same time, it's like joyful work because it is my strength. It's where I get, you know, like super nerdy excited to have the chance to do it. So when I hear you say, I love to hear how much work went into it, my my reflex is to say, but it's not really work because I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and on the flip side, as we've talked even before we recorded of my desire to have strategic as a strength. And I appreciate like people like you in whatever task you're doing to see the clarity that you have in what you do or how you study or what you present because people like me sometimes can wander around and <laughs> think, right? Okay, I mean, I, I'm driven a lot by my adaptability, but then my maximizer. <laughs> I have a lot of goals and ambitions, but sometimes it's like, okay, I'm not sure what the next thing is. Yeah, so would, would all my strategic people just help me, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, it's funny when I think about the story of scripture class, like just as an example of what we were talking about, or or writing any sort of new curriculum or teaching or anything like that, starting a new program at church or even the podcast. 
I get so excited about the dreaming and the thinking and the planning. And then literally, Barbara, you would laugh at me. You know, the day comes for it to happen and I don't even want to get out of bed. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this today. I can't do this. I don't have the energy to do this because I don't have that mobilized. I don't have that like energizer achiever. There's zero achiever in me. Like I, I have to have someone come up beside me and say, you have got to get this curriculum done by Monday the 16th hmm. because I would just let it go forever um, because I'm happy. I'm happy place in that reflect quadrant. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's the stuff that fuels me and gets me Let's excited. Let's think about it a little bit more. <laughs> Let's think about it. Let's gather more information you know, let's, let's do the, the ideation, like that prolific thinking and that sort of, um, that sort of active sort of engagement in new environments. Like let's create these new things. That stuff gets me all fired up and I am not kidding. I can't get it done. So Mm. you're, you're saying you want more strategic and I'm saying I got nothing on maxima. I can't do anything (laughs) (laughs) without somebody coming alongside me and giving me dates and giving me encouragement and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Don't you have activator? Um, I do have activator. So I can create, well, I can create the momentum. But getting it done is a little harder. Mm -hmm. The execution of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like all of my strengths are in dreaming and getting things started and catalyzing and bringing all together the right people and the right thoughts and the right, you know, books and all of those things. And then I'm like, okay, y'all get it done. Let me know when you're ready for me to step back in and I will articulate the vision. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just so helpful to even know that about yourself and- and ha- helping the other people that you're working with to even realize that. And like you say, y- y'all have done that with that particular team on the podcast, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Well, um, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I, I know that you've interviewed Carrie run before about her strengths and Carrie and I write together a lot because she's that force of nature that I need to mm-hmm. make any of my strengths actually make a difference in someone's world. (laughs) So for me, I would just sit around and think about it and be so pleased with all the new thoughts that I've had and telling people about them and creating energy and rationale and excitement, energy and momentum. But I really do. I need someone to come around me and, and sort of be that, um, like let's, let's get her done kind of thing. Yeah. Well, this is a little side note, but, um, I've been enjoying just um, seeing you at the Every Word in 90 Days study, and I guess that totally fuels your input, right? Because as you're even teaching the same kind of things, I know you've read the Bible a lot, but Mm -hmm. how, how is reading it through again in 90 days for you? Um, So I don't, I think I did the 90 day, the last time I did it was four to five years ago. And I was joking with a friend that the main things that has changed is that now I need reading glasses to do it. And I did not need reading glasses (laughs) (laughs) to do it four years ago. Um, But it's just so interesting to do it again the second time because it's, it's all the same stuff. And, and you're sitting there thinking like, I, 
I literally have read the Bible through a couple of different times in a couple of different formats. How can this still feel all new again? How can I still have all of this input? And it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to see that there's just a never, you know, there's a never ending bandwidth or something that, that God has built into the Bible um, where you just continue to see just his amazing, you know, God's got all the strengths, <laughs> right? Just, just his amazing nature through, through all the different stuff that you're reading, whether it's the first time I was in a group yesterday, Barbara, with two women who are not churchgoers who've committed to read the Bible through in 90 days. Mm. And it was, that's exciting. So exciting. And I told them, I was like, sometimes I feel like I haven't read the whole thing through either because you just see new stuff all the time. So I was trying to just encourage them that, you know, I'm seeing new stuff too. So, yeah, that's, that is just so encouraging because, you know, we've probably both been familiar with it for a while, but even just to have that, just that encouragement of the the lens of thinking of how people that haven't read it at all, like, what are they seeing? And I know I, I love just seeing new things pop out each time I'm reading it of just God's character and his faithfulness. And it's, it is just amazing. I mean, one person, the first week we met was like, well, you've done this before. Why are you doing it again? And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, it's a lifelong trek of learning and loving the Lord more as we read his word. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you think about, I know we've kind of hit on a lot of different ways that you have opportunities to to serve and use your strengths. Is there anything in particular you think, oh, I just loved when I got to do that or when I do this particular thing where you just think, wow, kind of like, you know, in Chariots of Fire when Eric <laughs> Little was like, when I run, when I, God made me fast, when I run, I feel his pleasure. I mean, is there anything that comes to your mind for that as you see God using you with your strengths and gifts and abilities? Yeah, for sure. I would say that I feel God's pleasure most when, when I'm getting to use the strengths that he's given me to bring clarity really to any situation. When I first started thinking about it, when you asked me this question, I was like, oh, it's for sure when I'm teaching. It's when I get to stand up in front of a room of people, big or small, um, and, and teach God's word. But the more I started digging down into it, I think I just love bringing clarity to any situation. Um, whether it's, you know, with my daughter, I have a 15 year old girl who, you know, she's at a place in her life where a lot of things feel confusing as every Mm -hmm. 15 year old girl is, you know, you're starting to feel like a grown up. You're starting to want to, um, have a little autonomy. And at the same time, you're still a little kid and you kind of know it and don't know it right? (laughs) at the same time. And so, you know, she'll come to me, which I'm so grateful for, um, you know, it's usually like late at night and I'm ready to go to bed. Um, but she wants to talk through things. And I love being able to use that that sort of strategic relator input ideation role that I have. Yes, to just listen to what she's saying 
and and to bring it all together and sort of um, bring a, a solution to a complex problem, sort of that synthesis of all of that. I'm so grateful that God has gifted me with those strengths in that order um, to kind of be able to do that split second processing. Um, and so it's, it really is, I feel God's pleasure. I really do when I get to bring clarity to a situation. Um, again, I, I don't, it's not me. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think, wow, I'm good at this. I think, wow, I, I don't know why God put these strengths together in the way that he did, but I know I feel so happy <laughs> yeah when I'm able to bring clarity to a situation no matter no matter what it is or what I'm doing I don't know if that makes sense yeah I love that and I think I love even just that that's kind of where your mind went as you think about just the joy of being a mom and yeah and we all know that God places our children in our families and for a purpose and just that there's just unique ways that he can use us in our children's lives and our grandchildren, right. whatever that might yeah. be. And um, I even love in that. a work situation, right? Like, or or volunteering on you know a big committee at school or whatever it is. I mean, your giftedness, your your strengths, really knowing what they are and knowing when to speak into something and when to not speak into it. It 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 also helps me keep my mouth shut sometimes. Because I have to think through like, okay, so <laughs> it's almost like I have to self-talk myself that I know my input and my um, ideation sometimes work together um, in, a, in a way that I have to be careful because I'm, I'm willing to just jump right in and get moving on something. Mm -hmm. And there are other people around that maybe that's that's not going to be helpful to them. So yeah. I it's even for me helpful to know when to speak and when not to speak. Like I don't want to speak when it's not into my strengths because then I'm just going to be making stuff up. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Well, um one of the things that as I meet with people in workshops or coaching is um how to really turn our talents, like what these are into strengths when, um, they're more in full throttle is, do, can you think of anything? I mean, just from what you've said, I'm sure there's a lot of things, but that you've done intentionally to really develop and grow your strengths, to have them be more useful. Yeah. I don't, I think that a lot of my strengths are strengths because they come pretty naturally. But one of the things that I have tried really hard to do is, and honestly, this came from the person who did our strengths um, and explained them to us. When he was describing input, he said, think of it like a hoarder. Mm. And hoarder to me had really negative connotations. Uh -huh. And I thought, well, I don't want to be a hoarder. I don't like that at all. <laughs> and then I got to thinking like, I have to be careful not to just hoard up 
all of my ideas and my thoughts and my people, like I have got to purposefully use that particular strength in a way that can turn outwardly focused and not just stay all about me and my ideas and my people and my things and my group. Does that make sense? So one of the ways that I've really tried to intentionally grow is to understand that because input is one of my strengths, I have to be careful not to turn inward and gather my things, but to then also turn it outward mm-hmm. and and to think about, well, how can this particular strength also help me in my relator strength of of wanting to develop, you know, deep, honest, small inner circle relationships? How can I use those things to to focus outward instead of just always being reflective and thinking, you know, three of my five strengths are in the reflect. (laughs) So I've really tried to think, well, what does that say about me? And where do I have to be careful um, to use my strengths in a good way and not to just keep them all for myself? Mm -hmm. Because I'm an introvert. If you let me, I would just stay at home all the time. Reading. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love when the extroverted part of what I have to do is over, I'm always happy that I did it and I'm fueled for a little while, but it's part of that. What I was telling you, like, I don't want to get out of bed on the day when I have to teach a room full of 350 ladies. Like it, I dread it. And so I think a lot of it has to do with that inner reflection. I love the planning. I love yeah. the thinking. I love the, all of that. <laughs> um, but it, That makes I, sense. I, yeah. I have to really force myself out there and say, Lori, stop it. You know, you're going to be so happy. You know, you're going to feel God's pleasure in doing those things, but I got to yeah. make myself get out there. Yeah. Mm, that's, those are really good little insights here you have just with those different things? <laughs> well, I don't know, but that's what has helped me. Um, just I, like I said, I was, I was shocked um, that, that three of my five were, were really reflective. Mm-hmm. And then when I thought more about it, I was like, Oh no, 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 that does make sense. It make it makes a lot of sense that, that they would, they would be that way. So anyway. Yeah. Wow. Kind of, you've kind of hit on this a little bit, and but just to kind of wrap around. So, what would what would you say for you? How has it looked like for you to embrace your strengths? Um, what has it looked like for me to embrace my strengths? You, you know, kind I, of hit on it yeah. in some ways, but has that been I, hard, or you've made progress, or do you even think about it? I do think I think about it. So I, when I'm starting something new is when I think about it more than anything. Like when I'm, when I'm up against like a situation that I felt like I haven't dealt with or handled before, um, in, in my marriage or just in the season of life that I'm in or in my job or in my, my volunteer responsibilities, I do try to think, okay, what part of this am I going to be naturally good at? And what part of this might I need help with? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that I think about it necessarily on a daily basis or maybe even on a weekly basis, but 
truly if I'm encountering something that I, I, I don't deal with often, I'll stop down and think, okay, what am I going to be excited about? And what am I going to be good at? And what is going to make me feel like my soul is shriv- shrivel- shriveling inside? <laughs> <laughs> and, and to not be surprised by those things. Does that make sense? Like if you, if you know, oh gosh, this part of this job is going to drive me crazy, or this part of this situation is going to be, you know, just life taking to me, that actually helps me. And again, maybe that's my strategic bigger picture coming mm-hmm. through, but it really helps me to think about how I'm going to be feeling and experiencing something based on my strengths so that it doesn't sneak up on me. Um, yeah. And that I don't get down on myself um, about like, oh gosh, I'm just not good at this. I'm not accomplishing this. I can't, you know, I tend to get I don't like it when I'm not good at something. I don't guess mm-hmm. we, any of us do. Um, but it helps me to kind of, um, I guess, diagnose that a little bit so that I don't get frustrated. And it's not just a general, well, I stink because I can go there real fast. It helps me to look at it and go, oh, it's not that I stink. It's that I am bad at that particular thing and somebody else is good. So who are my people around me that are going to be able to just – flourish in the things that I can't do, which makes it a win-win, not a lose-lose. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think it's just such a, um, a continual process of being aware, like you said, of just who you are and who you're not. And I'm, I'm sure just the things that you know, as the backbone of just what God says is true about you. It's like, we, we kind of know that, but sometimes in the day to day, I think it's easy to get tripped up maybe. (laughs) Well, and I, you know, I I paused for a long time when you asked me that question and now I'm sitting here thinking, why, why do I not think about it more often? I mean, I do think I do it when I'm starting new things, but now you've got me thinking, Barbara, like I should probably wake up and look at my calendar and think what part of my day do I need to be sort of maximizing my strengths and um, then you know, supplementing. <laughs> and you know, I, I don't know what my husband's strengths are. I'm sitting here thinking like, I need to get you, I need to get you to help, you know, cause I think it's important in a marriage maybe yeah. to know each other's strengths. It really I don't know is. If you ever do that. Do you ever do like, yeah, I do. I meet with couples all the time. I mean, not all the time, but like we've done it with the couples in our um, young couples group that we've led a few years. And I, um, have a few people I'm meeting with right now. And it, it is really fun because it just, the people you live with are, they impact us a lot. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure that I, I impact in ways I'm not aware of too, just because strengths are clashing or I don't know. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Is it better to work on a team with people who are more like, like what causes more trouble do you think? When you're working with people who are more like your strengths or less like your strengths? I think it depends. Like when I lead a workshop, they we have a list of different talents or strengths that can can collide, potentially collide. And so it just kind of depends on what they are. But there are in that list are about eight or nine strengths that can collide if you have two achievers, if you have two people with belief or so it just kind of depends on what the particular strength is because as you know if there was four people with belief in a room that could be really rough because they all had strong convictions about 
whatever the topic is. Or, um, I mean, I think about people I know that have strengths the same as me. I think, I think I gravitate to people that have strengths like me because you get each other. So it, it just kind of depends. But I think a team I met with recently, they had three people with strategic and I think maybe three with belief too. And those were like, okay, be aware. Cause those, could, <laughs> you know, I was about everyone to say that. knows the end, but their end is a different way to get to that end. Then that can be tr- tricky. Or everybody thinks they know the end, but no one's articulated it. And so you think you're all working for the same purpose, but you're not. Cause yeah, you, you didn't come up with the same end. <laughs> Right. But you assume that everybody else did because that's what you came up with. I can see myself getting in that trouble. Yeah. So anyway, well, we could go on and on. Um, but yes, I would be fun to meet with your husband or anybody else. I yeah. need to do that because that would just help. Like we said at the very beginning, like it gives you sympathy and compassion and understanding and even being able to say, Hey, you know, your strength is this and mine is that. And so I'm pretty sure you should handle this, even if I'm acting like I should, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I need to default to you in these situations. Yeah. That'd be well, great. I, um, I love just, again, just like I said, getting to see you more regularly just at the study we're at, but even like I said, just seeing you in action and just seeing just the overflow of how God made you. And as you are being a, a just a sacrifice mm-hmm. to be God's servant and using your gifts in ways that are blessing people. So I appreciate that. But thank you. I have one last question for you. What okay. has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? What has brought me joy lately or put a smile on my face? Okay. So one of the things that I really love is I'm I'm super lucky. I have two sisters and um, they each have three children. My older sister has three boys and my younger sister has three girls. And then I just have one. And I sometimes, I sometimes get sad that I just have one. I feel bad for her because it's quiet in our house all the time and she doesn't have siblings. Mm. But you know what puts a smile on my face and, and has just most recently is that all, all six of my sister's kids are, are a little bit like, like siblings for, Mm. for my daughter the other day, it was real quiet in her room and I had asked her to come down. Anyway, long story short, I walked up to her room and she was FaceTiming with all, all six other cousins Oh, and they were laughing and just talking. That's um, awesome. And yeah. I mean, and the oldest is 23 and is, you know, in his first post college job and she's the youngest and they were just laughing about stuff and remember when this happened at Christmas and um, oh. it just, I, it was one of those moments where I thought I was going to cry. I was just so grateful. Oh. Um, so my sister's, and their kids and their relationship with mine makes me so happy. And it just brings me so much joy when, you know, I, I ask my daughter, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm, I'm talking with Kyle or I'm, you know, Landry had a hard day and we're talking it through. I just love that brings me joy. And I'm so grateful for God's provision in that. Mm, That's so sweet. It is super sweet. That's really awesome. 
Well, Lori, thank you so much for taking time and giving us a glimpse into you and your strengths and just the ways that you're using them, learning about them, and going to continue to grow and using your strengths. So thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.